when Christ appears, darkness scatters. Welcome to this podcast. Your greater salvation of a life in Christ when Jesus Christ appears, they'll give you peace. When Christ appears in your life, the devil has to flee. These teachings, especially to people that need more understanding of really the power of Christ and what He does in you to defeat sickness and confusion in disease, poverty, in the forces of evil. These things are all real and you're going to start to have revelations as you're translated through His wisdom of His presence. And then you'll be allowed to think clear and have peace of mind. Anxiety and stress is just not an emotional state. Depression and all that. When you start to really understand what it's like to be saved. That means that the light of Christ is starting to come into your body and your mind and be quickened by the Spirit. And that's why the Lord said, Enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the path that leads unto destruction. Many be that go there. But straight is the gate, it narrows the path which leads unto life. Few there be that find it. This is the mystery revealed in these glory of God revealed teachings. The Bible says that I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel in the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but is now made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets. You know, the Old Testament were the prophets of God that prophesied the coming of the Messiah of the Jews, the Anointed One. The Messiah of, of God, the Anointed One, or the man, the Savior, Christ Jesus. That's why he's born of a virgin birth and lived a sinless life. And when he spoke and when he appeared, healing, and power and peace was instantly restored. That's why Paul said, For Christ sent me not baptized, but to preach the gospel. The gospel of the New Testament. And in it, through the resurrection of the dead of Jesus in you, in him is all the power of the prophets and the Psalms and the law. And when you consume his body, and drink His blood of the new wine of the living presence, the Holy Ghost indwells in you. And the Father and the Son then come up through the Holy Spirit in your mortal body. And if you 
you love Jesus and keep His commandments, I, my Father, will come and take up our abode in you. Jesus said, if you love my Father, I and my Father will manifest ourselves to you. There is so much in the revelations of God that will give your emotions comfort. That's why the preaching of God is foolish to them which perish. But to them which are saved, it's the power of God. That's why you can't be ashamed of your Jesus. That's why you have to settle in your life who He is. And then you'll start to see the difference of the mystery of Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and all the abominations of the earth. What's happening in these things that are so far beyond what the devil is doing. I don't care who you are, what you know. If God is not being glorified in Jesus, smoke and mirrors. What good is it if you gain the whole world and lose your soul in the process? So that, that worldly system of godlessness, you know, the Bible says that they didn't like to retain God in their knowledge. So God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Well, reprobate mind is darkness. Doctrines of men. They don't. Then they turn themselves over to things that aren't convenient or ops of God. Being filled with all unrighteousness and fornication, wickedness, covetedness, full of envy, maliciousness, murder, debate, deceit. Whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, all that stuff. Proud boasters, inventors of evil things. Disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection and in place one unmerciful, to knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. I, you know, I was ignorant without being saved, knowing this stuff. But not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do those things that's why God's doing a new thing behold not shall spring forth behold the kingdom of God is within you that's why when you read revelations and you fill yourself up with the truth I did a quarter of the day that's coming out it says you cannot recognize Jesus until you obey Jesus you, you can't, according to your faith being unto you, you can't have the power of God move in your life to defeat whatever ails you, visible or invisible, genetically or supernaturally, the powers of darkness that you're wrestling out against flesh and blood. That's why when you're, when you're in your formative years, that's where the devil tries to get you young. This is the answer of that way out of it. That's how Jesus rebukes the devil. That's where he comes from to allow healing in your life. That's where people of faith, if you have a faith, a grain is a mustard seed of faith, 
you can say to this mountain, be removed, and it should be cast into the sea. That's why when you read scriptures of the translated presence of God, He's the, he's the ransom price and permanent atonement for your sinful nature to just be healed from that carnal man into the spirit-filled new creature of God who is Christ. If you don't believe that, that's where all the friction of heaven and hell comes from. That's why devils know there's a God and they fear and tremble. That's why Jesus said this amazing scripture. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which is a dumb spirit. Remember, I always told you, especially the youth, young people, the devil always tries to get you young. Get you full of sickness. Get you full of, you know, they're doing new studies now about antibiotics. One dose of antibiotics strips your defense mechanisms in your body. This is just natural. That it would take two years just to repopulate the good microbes in your in your digestive tract for your immune system to fight off sickness. What's well, the dirt? It's through disease. It's through having no defense mechanisms that you feel sickly. And that's where, through the, the weakness of the body, unable to resist the devil spiritually, because naturally, if you're weakened and your defenses are down, it's the same thing in the spirit. But listen to this. And wherever... He said, Master, I brought unto you my son, which had a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh, he tears him, and he foams and gnashes with his teeth, and pines away. And I spake unto thy disciples, and they should cast out the devil, and they couldn't. Wouldn't that be amazing? If all these diagnoses of behavioral misdiagnoses if, it, if you understood the root of the problem, mentally afflicted and stripped down in your defense mechanisms and void of God, you have no strength to defeat the devil, which would start the healing in your body because light would rebuke that darkness. Jesus answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long should I suffer you? Bring this afflicted child to me. And when they brought the child to Jesus, and when he saw him, so when Christ appeared, the devil started to take that young man's body and throw him all over the place. And when he saw him, straight away the spirit tore him up. And he fell to the ground and wallowed, foaming, foaming at the mouth. You're not wrestling with flesh and blood. And 
And he asked his father, how long ago? Jesus asked his father, how long ago since this came unto this child? He said, up since his youth of a child. So where that demon has afflicted your child or your parent or you, it was through a traumatized moment. It was through a sickness, an accident, blunt force trauma where these demons can enter in or a slow depletion of being in ill health. That's where that weed can grow in and afflict your nervous system. Your brain and your mind, your will, gets worn down from always dealing with death and disease. Then you try to do things good for your body, but still don't have peace of mind because you still feel sickly or afflicted or vexed. The parent answered, of a child, and oftentimes it's cast him into the fire, throws him into the waters to destroy him. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But if you can do anything, Lord, have compassion on us and help us. Your greater salvation right now. Jesus is touched with the feeling of your infirmities. He wants to heal you right now. That's why I'd ask his disciples, whom do you say that I am? Jesus said, Peter said to him, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. For that saying, throughout the Bible, he'll say, for that saying, for that confession of belief of who Christ is, the healer, the king, the Messiah, the translated Holy One of God, omnipresent, omnipotent, all-powerful, can be everywhere at one time now. This singular man that you're reading about in the Scriptures wants to translate into you to be victorious through him, to overcome through that confession or word of faith. Jesus said unto him after he asked for help, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Straight away the father of the child cried out with tears and said, Lord, I believe. Now help me with my unbelief. When Jesus saw the people coming, see Jesus, if he doesn't have your authority in your life, or your loved ones, or your enemies, or in society, or government, or education, or school, or religious institutions. You take God out of the workplace. You take God out of people's minds, hearts, and soul. They're turned over to reprobation, darkness, and every foul bird. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and enter into him no more. The Spirit cried out of that boy who was possessed of the devil and rent him sore and came out of him. And the boy was one that was dead. In so much he said, he is dead. Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. 
Are you ready for this great salvation? The disciples and everybody, by the way, were astonished at how we could do that. And this is where the other parts of the beautiful life of greater salvation of Jesus comes in. He said, this kind of power doesn't come forth but by nothing but prayer and fasting. That's why Jesus is coming back for a glorified church. Not spot or wrinkle, sanctified unto him a people. That's why sometimes when there's a roadblock, there's a demon, there's a ruler that won't move. Remember the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh won't hearken unto you for this one reason, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. You don't become part of what they are. You stay sanctified in Christ till He moves, delivers, magnifies His presence, His will, His angels, His Father, His witness in your divine confession of truth. When I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partaker of her sins. The worldliness. What good is it gain the whole world and lose your soul in the process? System Babylon, the one world government, the one world order, the one world church, that you be not partake of her sins and that you receive not her plagues. Here's the beauty of everything. Folks, when Christ does appear, He doesn't come to you the way sometimes you would expect Him to. God is a spirit. But when His Spirit comes, there's a whole other translation in the atmosphere. That's why God is the, the God of heaven and earth. And when He comes into the atmosphere, His presence changes in your earthen vessel. His power over nature to create out of nothing divine abundance. He will rebuke the fear out of you when Jesus came walking on the water to his disciples, they didn't recognize him. When and the disciples saw him walking in the sea, they were troubled. Jesus doesn't conform to this little kumbaya, Ho thee and thou, the Lord is graceful unto thee, little lamb. He's the king of glory. Well, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. He rebuked Satan out of Peter. And Peter got in the way out of ignorance, saying there wasn't anything going to happen to the Lord. In other words, he wasn't going to be crucified on Calvary. So get thee hence behind me, Satan. Thou savest the things of man, not of God. So 
Your understanding has nothing to do with his presence. And the disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus, as an omnipresent spirit, said, Be not afraid. Be of good cheer. It is I. Then Peter said, If it's you, Lord, bid me come. And he told him to come. If it's God, he is always the same. He's life. He's peace. He's protection. Your heart will be convicted. You'll be overwhelmed in the presence of His love and power. And Satan will be mortified that you actually are stepping towards the light. And the light possessing you. When Peter came down on the ship, he walked on the water to go to Christ. When Christ appears, he's going to get you up and translate you over the sea of humanity to come with him and be seated in heavenly places. And you know, you can read the rest of that scripture. But he told them then, he said, you know, oh ye little faith, why do you doubt? Because, well, you'll read it. This is about perfection of God in you. When Christ appears, you shall become as He is. That's why when you read about all the healings, you just know that Jesus, but He said it this way, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Remember in the Scriptures that Jesus appeared to his disciples after he rose from the dead in another form. After he had been with them, they didn't recognize him. He appeared to them in another form as they walked in the countryside after he'd risen from the dead. And he upbraided them for their hardness of heart and unbelief. Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. You need to understand that he's the risen Savior, now glorified in perfection of heaven itself. In him, in Christ, he's the light of men. I am the light of this world, and in me is no darkness at all. Then he tells people, Go you unto all the world and preach the gospel. The gospel of salvation to every living creature. He that believes should be baptized. In other words, if you're baptized in Christ, you're translated in His Holy Ghost. Then you start walking out of life being sanctified in His presence and all those gifts. You start prophesying. You start preaching. You start edifying. You start seeing visions, dreams. Start entreating. Start giving your way into God. Given it shall be given. Shall many given your bosom. So when Christ appears, you will be captivatedly raptured into Him. Heaven and earth. 
Christ in you, this hope of glory. When Christ appears, you might not know who He is. He is a supernatural, life-forming translation that will change you both now and forever. And that's why you, when you give your mind, body, heart, your life to Him, you trade out your life for His. And then you're going to find out what has plagued you mentally or emotionally and physically, possibly your whole life, from childhood on up. You'll understand it wasn't just you. You will no longer be ashamed of hidden sins. You can repent of all that. And you'll have understanding of how the devil has worked in you or possibly with others who have afflicted you. And in the whole realm of the history of mankind. Wise concerning life, light, and eternities in this greater salvation. And simple and plain concerning evil. But when Christ appears, your whole soul will be refreshed. Your whole body will come alive. Your whole life will have light and your countenance will change and people will say what has happened to you your sorrow will be turned to joy and when they said unto her woman why weepest thou she said unto them because they have taken away my Lord, I know not where they have laid him. You don't have to look for God in a tombstone in, in Bethlehem, the sepulchre. For Joseph of Arimathea begged for the body of Christ and wrapped him up in the burial of the sweet anointing of herbs in the oils of life. On the third day he rose and translated out of that cloth and it was neatly folded. When they came to his sepulchre on the third day, the stone was rolled away. The Roman guards and centurions were as dead men. And there was two angels sitting there. Why lookest for the Lord amongst the dead when he is risen? But going to Galilee, like I've told you, there he will appear unto you. And so when Jesus came back after he was rose to prepare his disciples for all this glorious translations on the day of Pentecost, and the cloven tongues, and the translation back into the new creature, he appeared to Mary Magdalene, a one who had seven devils in her, and they were about to kill her according to the law. Divine love of Jesus saved her. Well, listen to this. And when he had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing there. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why are you weeping? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou have taken him, tell me where he is, I will take hold of him. If you're looking for Jesus right now with tears, if your heart is weeping for an answer to be touched and comforted, Jesus will speak right now 
possibly you haven't heard him for the very first time until right this moment. Let Jesus touch your heart right now. Mary, he said. She turned and said, Rabboni, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am yet not ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and tell them I have ascended to my Father, your Father, and to my God, your God. And that's exactly what she did. Jesus as he reappeared to his disciples over those 40 days and 40 nights. He would do things amazing. And the doors were shut up because all the disciples were fearful. Are you fearful of the things that are coming on this earth? Wars and rumors of wars, these end times, these violence, these threats, these persecutions? He stood in just appeared to his disciples out of thin air and told them, Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. If my Father sent me, even so I send you. That's where when you read, in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have already overcome the world. You'll know this. If you allow Jesus, as he appears to you, through the spoken word of His infallible word. His infallible word that is invincible every time. So according to your faith right now, be it unto you and have this knowing. After Jesus had told him, peace be unto you, that's the first part. You're just justified by your belief. Now you're being sanctified by going, wow. Because Jesus told him, receive ye the Holy Ghost. But he wasn't just done there. That's being sanctified now in the relief of his presence, of his peace. Now he wants to be glorified in you. And just take him at his word and obey him. Step through and watch his miracle ways and wonders. When Christ appears... He will multiply everything in your life. This is really divine inheritance of a divine prosperity, divine supplies. And all your needs, my God, shall supply all my needs according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When Jesus appears, this is what will happen to you. But when the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Let me tell you something why they didn't know him. They were preoccupied with the cares of this world. Making a living, looking good, doing it. They didn't have the stature of Jesus yet. Because they still weren't indwelt fully with the Holy Ghost. They still weren't persecuted fully to have Christ formed in them so He would do to them what He did, does in Himself. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat 
he already knew that they were barren and had been laboring and by the sweat of their brow all day. Because they answered him, no. They don't have anything to give. Well, Jesus just said to them, cast your net on the right side of the ship and you'll find what you're looking for there. My goodness, the geniuses did it. They obeyed God. They planted their seed of obedience. They cast, therefore, on the right side of the ship where there was seemingly and was nothing. See, without God, nature's empty. That's why you have to preach this gospel. Let, let this your light so shine before men so every living creature comes alive in the Holy Spirit. We have the excellency of this power in our earthen vessels that it may be of God, not of us. That's why you have to mortify your flesh so have the Spirit come alive. That's why you have to put new wine in the new life of Christ. Awake and arise from the dead and Christ shall give you light. This magnificent mystery quickening your mortal body will all of a sudden make you who was mentally afflicted and emotionally distraught calm and whole. They cast it therefore, now they were not able to draw for the multitude of fishes. After they obeyed Jesus, Peter all of a sudden, after obeying Christ, finally recognized it was Christ. Peter looked at him and said, It is the Lord. Then Jesus said, Bring this mother load inheritance to the shore. The disciples did all the work to have the power of God's word ignite in them to bring the bounty. As Jesus stood still in his omnipresent to translate them into his bosom of prosperity. As soon as they came to land, they saw fire of coals and fish laid there and bread. And they were fed, and Jesus said, come and dine. In other words, he will fill you up naturally as you obey him spiritually in the manifestation of the fruit of your faithfulness, your lips, and his word in you in that manifestation. And those 153 fishes could feed not only them, but hundreds of people. And if you really understand the multiplying dimension of God, two fishes and five loaves fed 5,000. God is a multiplier. 
your seed into Christ's fertile soil. That's why it says, bring you all the tithes in the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now therewith. Let's see if I won't pour you out blessings from the windows of heaven in the natural, that there may not be room enough in your storehouses, in your nets, in your soul, in your emotions, in your mind, in your money, in your life, that there may not be room enough to receive it. Given it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give in your bosom. For whatever measure you met out after you received this inheritance of Christ's presence, Christ's word is an extension of Christ's presence. Christ's presence is Christ's light. And in his life is the light of man. So in him is where we move, live, and have our being. As Jesus broke bread with them, fed them to an overflowing, blessed them to a multiplying 200-fold and plus, and go from there, overflowing. He opened up their understanding. He comforted their flesh. He gave them rest from their sorrows. He multiplied them instantly. All debts were gone. In that one catch, let alone perpetually, let alone omnipresently, let alone eternally. That's why it says, let the dead bear their dead, you take up your cross and follow me. Therefore, if any man has forsaken what they are, what they have, lands, families, homes, stuff, I shall in this present time give them a hundredfold of what they forsook in life everlasting. He's invincible. Most people think something's wrong as they're losing it all to find life. As disease, sin, and the devil is being boiled out of you, you feel and look worse as these toxins in spirits are being risen to the surface as you're being cleaned, cleansed, and delivered. That's the gospel. And that's why if you go to man when God's delivering you, death's coming out of you. You stake, you're a dead corpse. Without the Spirit of God, which is holy, the body's dead. That's why when people come to me, they leave translated. But he's not just one and done with. To Christ be formed in you, it takes time to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. To understand the forces of evil and the power of good. God is good. He doesn't have darkness. He doesn't have partiality. He doesn't have division. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in building his glorified body in your soul, mind, and life to be a beacon of hope and prosperity and light and have this wisdom and conduct. 
becoming a son and daughter of light. I'm going to close with this message today when Christ appears to you just like this. Matthew 8, verse 22 says this. Jesus said this, follow me. Let the dead bury their dead. And by the way, after Jesus keeps doing these manifested miracles, He'll make you prosperous at work. He'll make you prosperous in your family. He'll make you prosperous in your loneliness. He'll make you prosperous in your heart. Whatever's happening right now, whatever need, He'll do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you can ask, think, or do, according to the power which works in you. But to keep that power, you just don't go back to being a natural person. After Jesus blessed his disciples, that was just a little token of what's supposed to become as a new creature. After Jesus performed all these things for them in their life, then he said, Come follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. You're just not an administrator, a bodyguard, an accountant, a mom, a dad, a retiree, a kid who's confused, a superstar who thinks you're just blessed and talented, and a so afflicted with demons behind the scenes. Did you want to commit suicide? Rot with misery. Because fornication is the only spirit against your body. We'll get into that another time. But this is your way out. And the answer of, of eternally, now and forever, of your way in. If you just turn and speak the truth, suffer the persecution, in this greater salvation have joined you. Jesus said, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Go on to perfection. People have got to have an example to come out of death, poverty, sickness, and disease. Doctrines of demons that box them out through traditions, all sorts of traditions. There's a lot of religions that have you in a box of have-tos. For the Spirit of the Lord is there's liberty of want-tos and rest in peace. The fruit of your lips, not the sweat of the brow. And listen to this. So the disciples followed Jesus as he entered in the ship. He said, forsake all that. Come with me. All that will be taken care of in a hundredfold. And that's just the beginning. As they were translating out of leaving their life to be with Jesus in his presence, when Christ appeared to them all of a sudden, behold, the tempest rose. Demons aren't going to take it laying down. One sinner that repents. The whole heavens rejoice. For you, now one hair in your head is going to perish. Now one sparrow falls to the ground without your father knowing about it. Be of good cheer. Your patience possess your soul. Fear not, nor be afraid. Cry the Lord thy God am with you. So there was a great tempest. In other words, if you saw in the supernatural, there was a demon 
blowing the wind around and throwing trees and storms and the waves. Insomuch as the ship was covered with the waves, but God was asleep. The disciples came to him and awoke, saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing here. It's the same thing when Jesus is walking on the water. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And he came. And he got distracted again with natural circumstances and threats and what-ifs and all that. He started to sink and he yelled, Lord, save me. And Jesus rebuked him and saved him. You're single-eyed focus right now. The body's full of light. Christ will magnify in your most direst, impossible needs and circumstances. He's already made a way out. As promised. He said, why are you so fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great call. They marveled. Men marveled. What manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? The great calm in the midst of trouble sometimes is your Jesus. If God is in you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God before you who can be against you? To him that has, more shall be given. To him that has not, even what he does have is taken away. God's made the Lord of everything or Lord of nothing. That's why you're singled out. That's why the things that are happening to you are never just emotional. You just got to say no and not be ashamed. The bullying, persecution, trying to fit in with the world. They need to follow Christ and His light and defeat the devil. Because it's in His light is where all this is revealed. Christ in you, this hope of glory. Finally, as they got to the other side of where they're going, after all this astonishment, they found a man possessed. See, once you start coming into the Lord, that's where you're going to see all these supernatural things that you just thought was drunkenness, lewdness, drug addiction, religiosity, whatever it is. Not wrestling against flesh and blood. You've got to take on the armor of light to see this and have the power to defeat it. Christ in you. Because the devil's sitting in a territory that he don't want no light to be. And the people that have this afflicted demon possessed with devils are a very threatening sight. I did a beautiful YouTube teaching on David and Goliath. you got to repent of that carnal nature to get the Goliath out of you to take him on to defeat the enemy. But these people who were possessed with devils were exceedingly fierce that no man would pass by. And when Christ came, when Christ appeared, when Jesus showed up, these demons, these devils screamed out, what do we have to do with you, Jesus, the Son of God? 
Art thou come to torment us before the time? You're darn right he is. It's time to be the bully against Satan in this vineyard. Because he's the cankered place of hell where the worms die not. That kills, steals, destroys the fruit of your lips, the fruit of your labor, in the extension of it. It always has been the original damnation of sin and death. Today, Christ is appearing through the sound of my voice to snatch you out of darkness into his marvelous light. From the kingdom of heaven, from the damnable Satan and death of destruction and hell. Art thou come to torment us before the time near a good way off from the herd of many pigs feeding the swine? Carnal nature is referred to as a swine. Your carnally mind is death. I'd love to go into that all day. So the devil's besought him, saying, Don't, if you're going to cast us out, see, the devil's helpless through the blood of Jesus, and the power of his authority. Suffers to go into the herd of the swine. Suffers to go back and see a carnality. And even nature, even, a, even a, an animal that's possessed of the devil, hates being possessed. They turn rabid. power of the word of God is infallible. But he, Jesus said, go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. He said, behold, the whole herd, herd of swine ran violently down a steep place and perished right over a cliff in the sea. That's the power of God. He's your divine deliverance. When Christ appears, get ready for a whole nother life in that more abundantly. All of a sudden the people that the swine shepherds that kept them fled and went their way into the city and told everyone that it had befallen the ones possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came up to meet Jesus. When they saw him, they besought him that he'd leave or depart out of the coasts. Whoa. God's magnificent. God is all powerful. He wants to have you immovable in this infallible foundation of his greater salvation, of his presence. A glorified church without spot or wrinkle. The virtuous presence of God. The infallible truth of His living presence. Come to the light. Because in His light is a whole new life waiting for you. People are going to come out of the woodwork to be healed, cleansed. There's so many people suffering from so many ailments, diseases and afflictions that have no answer. Jesus, the Bible says, went with them and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years 
was seeking him out. The Bible says, and had suffered many things of many physicians. And had spent all she had. It was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Christ appeared. She seized her moment. And she fought through the crowd and touched his garment. For she thought to herself, but I just touch him. I, I shall be whole. And she was right. And straight away after she touched Jesus' clothes, her issue of blood was dried up. And she had felt in her body at that moment she was healed of that plague. And Jesus just a seal in her, said, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. When you touch Christ, when Christ appears, virtue enters in to your body. The blood houses the Spirit. Christ's Spirit, the Holy Ghost, wants to indwell in you, will heal and cure you right now. As light purifies darkness. As your cells will be strengthened with that light. Do you know that the eyes are the light of the body? And if you're in the light of Christ, all the way down to the photons of the cells in your soul, through your eye gates, when light touches them, your whole mitochondria and spirit, your whole body starts to line up with His purity. Peace, be still. As you pray face to face, your whole senses of the living presence of God his light is his presence. His presence is virtue, love, holiness, truth, comfort, and purity. Who touched my clothes? The woman came forth and said, It was me. Jesus turned and said, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So you can listen to all these doctors from stem cell this to want to live forever. I love all these holistic practices. But all of it is worthless without Jesus Christ. You can live a hundred years old and die in your sins. You can live a short life and go to eternity. Jesus is that eternal life. 
What good is it if you gain the whole world and lose your soul in the process? Right now, there's a lot of powerful people in a lot of powerful positions that refuse to allow the indwelling of Jesus to be glorified in everything they do and are. So everything they know, do, and are are void in all that goodness without God. Bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Christ wants to appear to you to make all your practices and meditations and searches. Talk to so many people in a ministry, so many people that keep searching for more knowledge, more answers. It's an endless spiral. The search for enlightenment. Christ is that finality in endless, infinite new beginning. His wisdom in the pearl of a great price. The wisdom of God is infinite. That's who Christ is. That's what He is. I hope this helped you today. I hope this message will give you the strength to seek, to ask, and to knock. And open up your heart to understand this great mystery. And be converted and be healed. And then turn become a mighty vessel of light and inspiration to millions of other souls that are in this route of not having the water of life flow to them freely. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Be glorified today. Thank you for listening.